It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Now, Guns N' Roses will be in San Antonio this coming music week. Setlist ATX lets you know that. Starting the uh, fabulous fifth hour. Look at this, look at this Rod. Talking about the uh, Texas versus Baylor game and the matchups and how they all seem to favor Texas right now. But this is the environment they'll walk into. Baylor has announced that Saturday's game is sold out. They have sold the most student tickets in McLean Stadium history. Oh, yeah. For the game with Baylor. I mean, like I said, they can save their season with one upset win over Texas. All the bad will that Dave Aranda has built up this season with those early season losses – They'll forget all about it with a win over Texas. How sweet it is! They'd rush the field and forget, and and, and they'd hoist Dave Aranda up on their shoulders, and then they'd carry him off the field. All he's got to do is beat Texas. They'd forget all about his terrible season hey, that he's that? having. Who yeah. can forget that Charlie Strong team that wasn't very good to beat Oklahoma? And Charlie got carried off the carried field. Carried off the, the field, man. You know, that's exactly what happened to Dave Aranda. And then they lost to Kansas. Then they lost to Kansas. Exactly. That's, that's Baylor. If they beat Texas, I don't think it'll matter. I think they still will probably end up losing, you know, enough games where they won't make a bowl game and he'll be on the hot seat. But, hey, still, being Texas, it, it could turn you into a legend in hey, that town. Listen, um, you know, that's I will say try this. To do. And as you said earlier, and I agree with you 100%, don't come in here on Monday com- complaining about officiating because you can't expect to get calls. No. This is the Big 12. You're on the road. You're in Waco. It'll be a crazy scene. you got to go beat, beat – might have to beat the officials too. And uh, as, as unfortunate as that is, you just, it's a reality. Exactly. That's the, that is the reality that you – and it's not your – I'm not saying it's Texas fault, but that's the reality that you found yourself in. You partly created it because you wanted to get the hell out of the, the Big 12 early, and now everybody knows this is Texas' last season in the Big 12. The Big 12 doesn't like you. I'm not on a conspiracy theory. I'm not on the grassy knoll saying, oh, they're definitely plotting behind the scenes to uh, screw Texas over. No, but you're probably not going to get favorable calls on the road in your last season in the Big 12. Just not going to happen. And the long you should and expect so the that fans can get frustrated. The, long, the Longhorn players can't. The no. Longhorn players have to overcome them and kind of understand what they're dealing with here. Control Same the controllables. Time, if you've, you know, if we've seen both teams three times this year. Texas, if they play their brand of football, as Sark would say, and, and Baylor plays what they've played, it's not going to be a close game. It just won't be. But it's a football mm-hmm. game, and anything can happen, and uh, there's emotion involved for sure. Uh, all right, so Rod, Rod, some breaking news from the uh, – the salacious gossip dating world front. Oh, no. That is tethered to sports. Uh-oh. So, we know Jason Kelsey, brother of Travis, does the interview on WIP radio in Philadelphia every week. Yes, sir. Uh, we got some breaking news from him recently when he revealed the, the the extent of the Travis Kelsey injury that he suffered in practice. And now, feels like brother Jason has confirmed the uh, the rumors of, of Travis's new girlfriend. Here we go. Here's Jason Kelsey this morning. By the way, how they doing? How are those two doing? How those love? No, that's all right. <laughs> yeah. I, um, Jason, I, you know, I you know everything. Know. Everything you say gets quoted on these days. You know that, right? I know. I get it, and that's the way the world works. And um, got, Tony kind of blindsided me with that question on Thursday night, and I, uh, you know, I don't know. It's it's it's, it's hard to answer because I don't really know a lot about what's happening in Travis's love life, and I try to like keep uh, 
you know, you know, his business kind of his business sure. and, and stay out of that world, uh, you know, but having said that, man, I, 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 I think they're doing great. And I think it's all hundred percent true. And I hope that this soon goes a mile down. I don't really know what's happening. Good Wow. It's all a hundred percent true. hundred percent true. Good for you, Travis Kelsey. You need to work hard and put a bun in the oven. Just go ahead. Not boom. good for the Chiefs, though. Well, could have a Tony Romo, Jessica Simpson situation. Oh, yeah, he could, but he's I got remember that. he's got Super Bowl already. He's, he's already established Couple. himself as the most statistically prolific tight end in NFL uh-huh. history. So he's already a ghost status. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. He's got Super Bowl ring. Now it's time for you, boom, to uh, make make Taylor Swift your baby mama. No. Yeah, you go, look baby. at her dating history, though. Huh? Look at her dating history. I ain't worried about that. Well, I'm I, don't about, know, I don't know her dating. I'm She's notorious for the, dating people, you know, breaking up with them and then writing an entire album. Oh, that's true. He could become yeah. the next. Uh, and who doesn't want? And what guy doesn't want that to be him? Like she makes an entire album, which become but sells millions around the world, basically talking about how Trashing your you. relationship went down. That I, makes, I so wouldn't you, want that. What a so you become you a are. legend. So you become a legend. You become a legend. So, so you're saying. That, that's that the worst part. That the worst part what if of this you become is a dirt bag? she breaks up with them and you become a legend because she makes a whole album about. But what you. if you're like? What if you're actually sad? You're not in, Look, accounting for his feelings. You don't here. even know the dirt bag she made the album about. Who you talk? What you talking about? You don't even know. Nobody's gonna know. Nobody can unless you're really a Swifty. You're not gonna know or care. But if you're if you're Travis Kelsey, dude, this can take your status to another. Another stratosphere. No, it's a notch in the belt for sure. Yeah, like because you go from now being somebody. This guy's been he's hosted SNL, so he's already you know kind of gone mainstream and crossed over. You're talking about crossing over now to a whole different. It's a, demo. It's, a it's a big it's a play. It's a, yeah, you go like teen, teeny boppers are now going to know who Travis Kelsey is. Teeny boppers who don't who don't even damn about football. Like that's big, man. Well, it's big know, for your they're, brand. They're both 33. They're from neighboring yeah. states. She's from Pennsylvania. He's from Ohio. I mean, come on, just knock her up and get it done with, so we can. Oh, or maybe it's true yeah. love. Maybe it's true love. Well, even even more so. Knock her up. Look for get it done. Good for good for <laughs> good for Travis. Uh, Great for Travis. Good for I'm Travis. Happy for him. And uh, you know, at least, let's hope the best for the happy couple. The reason I wouldn't be interested is it just seems like you can't go anywhere, right? You would have no life if you date Taylor Swift. Like you can't go to restaurants, you can't go out in public because because right now Travis Kelsey can't right. He can go do his own thing and he pretty much gets left alone. Um, that would be rough. Same time, good luck to them. Good luck to them. Well, you got enough money where you can do everything private though. Fly yeah, private. Is that always fun? You can dine private. Well, she's got the money to do whatever you want to do. That's what I'm saying. You can You're do whatever married. you want to do. You can do private. This can is like a this is like a Tom Brady Giselle thing where yeah. she she makes a lot more money than you do. And you can rent out restaurants, the whole damn restaurant. Yeah. Like, no, nah, I don't want to go to the restaurant, but I'll rent out the whole restaurant and the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. Like, so you're right. I mean, I guess it get old, but it's got to be fun for a while. Oh yeah, it's got to be pretty fun for a while. Yeah, I've man. seen her concert. She's in good shape. Oh, she's in great shape. Yeah, she's in great shape. Come on, man. Yeah. All right, Ty. Ty T-Swizzle. Ty's not a huge fan. He thinks she's a little overrated. She's in terms beautiful. of her hotness. Her hotness. She's not elite. Uh, yeah, physically, but you got her talent adds to her hotness. And but her she's songwriting not ability. Overall sex. Yeah, talent makes you sexier. It does. Look at Jay-Z. He looks like Joe Camel. He's married to Beyonce. Talent, man. Talent and money. Make you very attractive. And All she's right. got both. There's Jason Kelsey confirming the rumors that they uh, they were hanging out now. He says, yeah, it's 100% true. So there you go. There's your breaking dating news this morning. That's big news. Big news. Big news. And uh, uh, Chiefs, by the way, have you seen the Chiefs' schedule? After they got through that win at Jacksonville, mm. there was a sloppy performance for both teams, and I thought Jacksonville was pretty underwhelming. But uh, I, I've been talking and bragging on this Chiefs' defense. I think this Chiefs' defense is really good. And um, – you know, it's been a, it was a liability at times here in the last couple of years, but they still overcame it. 
and they still made it happen, right? And then Chris Jones would make huge plays in the big moments. I think their defense might become strength for them this year, Rod, uh, in Kansas City. But their next uh, few games, they play the Bears this week. The Bears. Justin Fields, who doesn't look like he's developing at all in that Bears offense. They're going to win that game. Yeah, that, honestly. Then they play the Jets, and they play the Vikings, and they play the Denver Broncos. Uh, they're going to they're gonna run off some wins here, I believe. Is there any more – is there any quarterback more disappointing to start the season than Justin Fields? Uh, no, not for Bears fans. Bears are because they were excited, and now they're watching and playing. They're going, oh my gosh! Yeah, I don't know if there's any quarterback. I, I, I we'll get into it maybe a little bit later on, so we closer to the uh, the weekend. But he has been. I mean, and, uh, the office highly disappointing. Yes, the office isn't helping him. Well, but and he's been a huge disappointment so far. Remember, they traded the first pick in the draft to get DJ Moore and to bring him a number one receiver. They don't even throw the ball to him. Like I don't know what. Why would you give up the number one overall pick to go get a guy you're not giving the ball to? Justin Fields can't throw the ball. Well, yeah. right. But then why does he only have four design runs Right on the season? Exactly. It's like, a chicken and egg thing. It's I agree it's, with you. Like, he can't throw the ball. Okay, then why is he not running the ball? I saw somebody <laughs> Somebody put a video together because, you know, everybody can get these over the head, over, overhead shots. And, I mean, he's he's got wide open receivers, and he's not even seeing them. Like, he's yeah. just oh, he's yeah. not seeing the field. Uh, there are guys, and I'm sure this is what they're seeing in film. And that, that is it him? Is he not processing fast enough? Is it the coaching? What's going on with Justin Fields? That's been hugely disappointing. Uh, he'll, they'll face the best this week with uh, Kansas City and the uh, Chiefs in Arrowhead Stadium. Yeah, that's not going to be good. Then they play the Jets, and they play the Vikings, and they play the Denver Broncos. They're gonna they're gonna be. They right might, back be, they the might be. I don't know what their draft pick situation is, but they continue on this pace. They might be drafting pretty high. Is that Jets Bears game a primetime game? Jets Bears. I, I really hope it's not. No, it's not. It's it uh, middle of the not. afternoon, three twenty-five on Fox. Yeah, that'd be is that the game of the week, though? Fox is big game of the week. Well, it's it's a huge market in Chicago against Kansas City. It wouldn't be surprising. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying the Jets. Sorry, no, no, no. The Chicago. Jets. Okay. The Jets is the following week at New York, and that is the night. That is the primetime game. Can I uh, give you a Justin Fields stat? Please. I got a couple of them. They're all pretty ugly. Because um, I was doing some research about him too. He has taken ten sacks this season already. Nine have come after four seconds in the oh, pocket. So you got time. He's holding the ball. Not the ball out. the ball for that? That's what I'm that goes through. That's just lack of. How's your How's your internal clock not go? All right, that's way too much time. I got to get rid of it, or I need to run. Get rid of the ball or run. He just looks dumb too. Six. He just he looks dumb. I mean, that was always a knock. Is he a mimbo like a male bimbo now? He just got you know. Oh, the big eyes. The the the, the eyes are far apart. I, I don't know. Looks dumb. I don't so know. kind. So kind. So I'm just. That's how I feel. Hey, by the way, did you, know that, did you know that this week in the NFL they have doubleheader of Monday Night Football again? Why are we doing this? I know it's an ESPN Disney play. People want more football. Yeah, but why? You're competing against yourself. You're going to win the window. The, the NFL is doing that a lot, though. Now, with all these simulcasts, I mean, it used to be a lot of exclusivity with these broadcast deals. Now with streaming, there's not a lot of exclusivity. You can get the NFL, you can get the product at a lot of different places now. So I know, but, but these you, times are changing. I, I don't like the doubleheader Monday Night Football. I mm-hmm. don't. And it, now, if they're separate, like one starts at, you know, several hours earlier and you get two games, that's that's better. But these games are an hour apart. Philadelphia will be at Tampa Bay. Then Los Angeles and is at Cincinnati. I think part of it last week was the two games were so bad. These games are going to be bad, too. Yeah, feels like it. Well, L.A. at Cincinnati has got some appeal to yeah. it with Matt Stafford against Joe Burrow. But Joe Burrow might be hurt for that game. And Joe Burrow hasn't completed a pass over 15 yards. No. I, that's hey, a crazy stat. But how about Philadelphia? He hasn't. Philadelphia on Monday night going to Tampa to play the 2-0 Baker Mayfield-led Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, yeah. Bring it. Hey, hey. Baker is bowling. Hey, can I say one thing Baker's about bowling, uh, man. Um, Philadelphia? Do you realize this, Ron? I mean, I know we talk about power rankings in the NFL, and right now we would probably put the, the Cowboys and Eagles even. 
the Cowboys' secondary is not good, Rod. The Cowboys' front seven is great. You've given the numbers about their, their ball get-off and their pass rush. But you realize if you go back even to last year, including the Super Bowl, their last you know, six or seven games, their secondary has been exposed. And so far this year, Philly? even New England put over – Mac Jones threw for over 300 yards, and they came back in that game. And then Minnesota, uh, we know that Kirk Cousins put up a huge number against that secondary and almost came back. Remember, the Vikings turned the football over three or four times, including one at the goal line with Justin Jefferson, yet they were still only, only lost by six points. Uh, Philadelphia's got to figure out that secondary. And that's the thing you love about the Cowboys – is it doesn't feel like their defense has a weakness. No. Uh, they don't have something you can attack and expose. Last year it was the other the other corner opposite Trayvon Diggs. Well, now they have Stephon Gilmore over there, so they're covering great, and they're rushing the passer. And Philadelphia looks vulnerable to me in their secondary. And you realize last year when they played a top quarterback, they gave up a lot of yards. They gave they up a lot did. of yards in their secondary. Their belief is that they have stockpiled so much great pass rushing talent that their belief is that they'll get home before their secondary can be exposed. And I think that is, at times, a miscalculation yeah. by Philadelphia. Because when you get time, yeah, so, you can torch I, them. Because um, you're looking at the top three teams in the NFC, Cowboys, Eagles, 49ers. You know, if Brock Purdy continues to play at this level, I don't see a weakness for the 49ers. They're elite on the lines of scrimmage. Their defense is outstanding. And now Brock Purdy gives them a quarterback with weapons. Cowboys don't secondary, seem... Their secondary is also a little questionable. They've already made changes in secondary for San Fran because they didn't like what was going on in the first two games. Their secondary is not necessarily strength. Their front seven is unbelievable because they're be- best linebacking core in the NFL. Um, but I, that's why I take the Cowboys defense over them too because I think the Cowboys defense actually is strong at all three levels. If, if they keep playing that kind of football and control the ball for 40 minutes like they did against the Jets, that's, that's a good recipe for your Dallas Cowboys without a doubt. Yeah, maybe linebackers the weakest position for the Cowboys since they play Micah on the D-line so much. But because they move Micah around as a pass-rushing linebacker, it's tough to say, oh, well, it's, it's linebacker. It's like, well, they got LVE, and sometimes Micah's there. Sometimes Micah's on the D-line. And when he's on the D-line, he's the best DN in, in, in the game, arguably. Uh, him and you know well, Bosa right. and Miles Garrett, and when he's playing linebacker, off-rushing linebacker, he's also one of the better players there. So it's hard to say where there is a weakness on that Cowboys defense, if any. Yeah, what I mean, we as fans and observers and football theorists like you can say it, but if you're opposing offense, you're trying to find something to attack. Yep. And that's been the challenge so far for I mean, outside of that Garrett Wilson, you know, 68-yard touchdown, which is the one play they've allowed this year. I mean, they've just allowed nothing. I mean, they've, you've given the stats today. I mean, it, it's been really, really impressive. And they'll go to Arizona oh, this week to text, smack around the Cardinals. Texters and uh, got a, uh, a tweet about it, too, saying the Monday night football's double dipping is probably due to the right, the rider strike. Oh, yeah. They, they did it That's last a, year, too, though. Yeah, but I don't remember doing it twice. Yeah. No, I don't remember did. doing twice. They did it early and late okay. in the season. I, I, I guess I don't like the staggered starts. I, I, they used to do it where they would have an, a, well, you an could early have one, game. You watch the other one. And then there'd be a West Coast game that would yeah. start at like 9 o'clock, and you could you know get both. These you got to kind of choose, and you could do split screens and that kind of stuff. It just feels like you're, the NFL is going to win the window. But for, a, for ABC and Disney, they get both channels, right? They get one on ESPN, they get one mm-hmm. on ABC, and they get the Manning cast going. So I, I guess didn't I see it. it. I mean, yeah, well, the games were just so bad. If one, yeah, but. <laughs> You have a fifty percent chance of one game not sucking at least. Yeah, I guess. I guess that's right. More foot. No, more football the better. I would say is the theory under that conversation. Primetime football in the last two years has overall Monday night, Sunday night, and Thursday oh, and that's night. part and of it, sucks. right? Those games because because mm-hmm. remember that's on Thursday point. night football they typically the the, the 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 I know Amazon complained to the league last year. That man, these are bad games, y'all. I mean, those, we're getting, we're Thursday getting, night games are terrible. We got to do better, and we know on Sunday night that's the league. You know, the NFL has always wanted to own Sunday, and they do from noon to, to 10 o'clock at night. 
then but those have you know when we get midseason they can flex those games right they can move some games around and make sure you get a better better uh, game in prime time Thursday night you can't do it and then uh, Monday night you just kind of go with what you get and all of a sudden because you know start of the year that Bengals game with the Rams looks good well now Joe Burrow may not play yeah that ain't yeah that's not and who's the backup there uh, it's cut, not it's Brandon Allen I think. Yeah, I'll look okay, that up. I'll I'm, look I'm not sure. Exactly. Might, might be Trevor Simeon. Yes, might be Trevor Simeon. Oh, I think you're right. E. I think it is Trevor Simeon. Yeah. You're right about that. Yeah. Either way, <laughs> that's a problem. But and, and it goes back. How so? We're in this, we're in week three or going into week three, and we've already had multiple starting quarterbacks already get knocked oh. out and running backs too. Running backs oh, and running, quarterbacks. Yeah. Running, running back, back position's been. Well, it's brutal. Saquon got an injury. Then you got the Nick Chubb. And you're talking about at the at the elite, at the top of the running back, like total bowl. Yes. Yeah, the food chain. It's, it's some it's, of the best guys. And that's, I still think the Cowboys need to cross their, I mean, knock on wood on Tony Pollard because he had 25 carries last week and they need that guy. Rico Dowdle, I guess, is a good player. They but like he looks him. Good. And look, I will admit, he's got, he some, does, he's got some, some he's burst got some to him. Yeah, he's got, got some, some burst. I agree. I like him. Uh, and the Cowboys are likely to get Tyler Smith back this week. Their left guard, who's been battling that hamstring injury, so they should be fully. Ha- they're gonna they're gonna smack the Cardinals. Oh, and Donovan Wilson, I believe, uh, may be on the way to coming back too. He might be practicing with the team too. I gotta yeah. check that out because yeah, think about the defense hadn't even had his full complement of players either, and neither has the offense. Because Brandon Cooks was out last week. Brandon Cooks and Tyler Smith. Yeah, that's right. And. Uh, you know they haven't needed much offense yet, and that's the. But but when you control the ball for forty two minutes, that's that's good offense. It's it's good team football for Mike McCarthy so far. See if they can keep that going. And you know as we said, the, the guy, they're gonna they will beat the Cardinals. They're this gonna week. mollywop the Cardinals. It's gonna be a stat patter. And Cardinals have fought harder than we thought because the players aren't gonna tank. The organization will try to tank, but. Um, they gave that one. Yeah, I think you said it at halftime. Hey guys, we're not supposed to be winning this game. What are we doing? What are we doing? Somebody <laughs> yeah. called down. They're up twenty to nothing on the Giants, and the Giants, set, you know, haven't scored a point in six quarters of the season, and then all of a sudden they come out and hey, we need to go to sleep here. We need Daniel yeah. Jones to have a huge it's second like, half. We're trying to get Caleb Williams, guys. So calm it down. Yeah. What are y'all doing? Too enthusiastic. <laughs> and have you seen the Texans play right now? We're going to end up with uh, the first and second pick. We can take Caleb Williams <sighs> and Marvin Harrison Jr. and we'll be stacked. Hey, C.J. Stroud's doing his damnedest. He's trying. To make sure that's not a good pick for the Arizona Cardinals. He's he trying. Is. I he know is. that. He is trying for sure. Um, and uh, we brought it up earlier, but the Browns did sign Kareem Hunt yeah. to a one-year deal. So take a guy so that you know deal. knows your system yep. uh, is kind of the theory there, right? Yep. Um, because you could. Cam Akers is available, but do you want a disgruntled running back? They need someone who knows and can come in and help immediately. And the kid, the, the kid uh, Ford or Ward that came in. Jerome, him, was it Jerome Ford? Ford. He looked good. He looked good when he came in. He did in. look he good. Ran the ball. He, speaking of burst and juice, he looked good. Had the long run, and uh, so I know he got picked up in like every fantasy league. Immediately <laughs> picked him up as quick as they could because I mean Kevin Stefanski is not going to stop running the ball. They're not going to build this offense around Deshaun Watson, who was awful last week and really hasn't been good this year at all. He hasn't been good this year either. Ba- Baker Mayfield's been a better quarterback this year than Deshaun Watson. I'm not saying he is. I'm saying he's been so far this year. I think it's the system still because he did flash. You read Jason as Bill. I watched that game, <laughs> and you know what? That's a guess. That's on the uh, the offensive coordinator though in the play call. It's like, well, put him into more well, of a Deshaun Watson. It was, a, it was all Nick Chubb. I'm telling you, mm-hmm. if Nick Chubb that them losing Nick Chubb, they're gonna have to shift some stuff around. Yeah, and I do wonder. Yeah, they made this become more of a conservative model. Their defense is good. 
Their defense You're right is about really that, good. Ty. That defense is legit. Well, and all they They're... needed the the, the 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 Browns Monday night were a lot like the Bills in Week One. If they just don't turn the football exactly. over, they're going to win that so game. So I wonder now if they'll go to a more conservative model and going, listen, guys, we can win with our defense. We just got to we we can you know play ball control and make Deshaun Watson a you know less you know, less risk, high reward quarterback. You want to turn him into that, and then just run the football and play ball control and win with your defense. Cowboys are that's a Cowboys model. I mean, that's basically what they're doing. And I think maybe the Browns should, you know, to take the Cowboys uh example. Cleveland will their host. defense is really good. I think that's what the kind of what they were trying to do with Nick Chubb though. Yeah, you're right. A little too much of that because Deshaun Watson's a guy it kind of like a Russell Wilson off schedule. And and Amari Maybe Cooper did not play. The best I agree players. with that. Amari Cooper did not play Monday he night, did. correct? No, oh, he did. He did. And he was I mean, he's really their only receiving Moore vertical there. threat. Uh, they need to get more, I agree. Uh, Cleveland game. hosts Tennessee this weekend. Tennessee That's going to be a at, gross, gross game. That will be an under. I bet Tennessee wins that, though. I could see Tennessee winning that game. They're though. always really good at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. Well, just well coached. And uh, is Tennessee the underdog in that game? That's what I need to know. They, they will be. They'll be at least three. Uh, I'll find it. Mike Vrabel is the best coach in the league. I'll get you guys the numbers as an underdog. Like, there's nobody really better. Him and Tomlin. Tomlin's really good, too. There's some coaches like John Harbaugh, Tomlin, and Vrabel. When they're underdogs, you just take them every damn time. It's just because they're going to they're gonna keep it within that number or they're going to just outright win. And, and Mike Vrabel throughout the years has been notoriously yeah. Titans are great. Three. Titans are getting three, which is go. that normal home field thing, mm-hmm. even matchup and uh, getting three points. Uh, so yeah, a lot of a lot of close close matchups in this uh, in this week three of the National Football League. It's week four in college football, and it's the biggest week of the year. We'll talk about that more coming up with the huge matchups, including uh, Ohio State and Notre Dame, uh, Florida Clemson or Florida State Clemson's a big game early. Also the big Ole Miss Alabama game, and obviously the Longhorns focused on the Baylor Bears, where they've announced a sellout and the most student tickets ever sold for a game in Waco. It's the, the most final student one tickets ever sold. Final game, possibly ever. Right, possibly ever. That's they played 112 times. This will be number 113, and this could be it for the Longhorns head to head against the Baylor Bears. I played a lot of football since 1901, Rod. 1901. I'll give you a. Here's Mike Vrabel stat. He is Mike Vrabel is 23 and 22 straight up as a dog. A hundred dollar better has him up 2,200 dollars at this point. Last 20 years, only one coach is more profitable straight up as a dog than Mike Vrabel. Only one coach, and it's not somebody we care about. It's Tom Cable, actually. <laughs> I don't know how it's the case, but yeah, there you go. So it's a dog. Yeah, take Mike Vrabel. Hey, Ty will have a what's popping pick before the end of the hour. Can I give you this story real quick? Because Ty is a gambler, uh, professional gambler, aspiring. Of course. How about a $20 million sports book payout for a bet made last week in Las Vegas? You see how this? much was it? Uh, $20 million. Oh, what? Just somebody bet. That every team in the twelve afternoon games would make at least one field goal. The odds were two hundred to one. Two hundred. That's such to one. a great bet. By, that is a good by bet. kickoff of the early games, more than twenty one thousand, twenty one hundred bets had been placed on the prop. Almost all of them were in, in small in nature, five or ten bucks. Although there were a few of the larger variety regarding, regardless of the payout on the two hundred to one bet, every adds up quickly. So that to the one person didn't win the two the. the uh, so I'm just the accumulation million. of it. Yeah. Yes. Uh, wow, but that's that's a, I, I would take that bet. I, saw, I would take that bet too. Seems like that's a good bet. There was a guy that good bet value. five dollars to win seventy five thousand, and the bet was that um, the Saints backup running back Tony, Tony something, the rookie, <laughs> undrafted rookie, him to score two or more touchdowns, and Jerome Ford, the Cleveland running back, to lead Cleveland in rushing. 
Damn, five dollars to win seventy five. Yeah, that's 000. crazy. I don't know how he would even pick that. That's <laughs> being able to see the future. Right yeah, there. you got it. Yeah, you. Both some... the starting running backs got hurt in those games. Jamal Williams also. Yeah, how the hell did injury. you know that? That's crazy. And by the way, the late Sunday wow. afternoon, New York Giants kicker Graham Gano lined up for a thirty four yard field goal with nineteen seconds to go in the game against Arizona. If he made it, they'd have to pay out. If they if he missed it, that was going to be the end of the bet, and they wouldn't have had a field goal in that game. How about that? Every team. Damn. And the every all twenty four teams had to kick one field goal. There's a little tip for you though: always take the over on field goals for games. It's usually two and a half. Mm, nice, I like that. It's more not, more often than not. Okay, yeah, that's like one of those. Because remember, I mean, and that was just for the afternoon games. But the you know, the Cowboys pitched a shutout on the Giants in Week One, but that was a night game, so that wouldn't have fallen under this bet. But it does happen. It's rare, but yes, it almost. You imagine if he had missed that field goal and all those people with all those betting slips up to twenty million dollars in winnings watching that guy Graham Gano with the Giants line up to make a kick. That's pretty cool. That's why you either do or don't gamble. You decide. Do or don't gamble. If you're in, you're having fun with it. Um, you know, but don't be like Phil Mickelson. Don't, don't be, be like, like Phil. Hey, Phil, he admitted, he admitted he had a problem. He admitted it. Twenty years later. Hey, you know what? It takes all, Everybody's all known of us. He was a gambling addict hey. for years. And then he puts out a statement like, hey, I'm, I, I just want to let everyone know I'm officially taking this football season off from gambling. Uh, <laughs> I know y'all were all wondering, but I, I will, I'm, I'm taking a back you. seat. Hey, everybody's on their own timeline, man. We're all on our own timeline. Well, the timeline is that that book came out and his wife heard the numbers and said, you, but you lost how much? That's uh, all right. Dang. <laughs> And he's like, no, baby, not $100 million. No, no, that's not even close. It was like $10 million. Yeah, they're, they're fudging that. Yeah, they're making that number up. Don't worry about that, man. We're yeah. good. Yeah. We're good. But he, he also said my family was never in financial distress yeah. as a result like, of his hey, issues. Hey, baby, I'm making racks on the exactly. golf course right now. What are you talking about? What are you doing? He's like, I'm making it rain over here, baby. We good. Trust I'm me. sending you to the spa, whatever you want to do. I'm just betting on the weekends. <laughs> I, I agree with that at the same time. A wife is still going to look at that and say, what are we doing here, Phil? Like, oh, yeah. Phil? Scared money don't make money. That's the answer. Right <laughs> Damn there. right. Mm-hmm. That's what you tell her, too. Say, baby, scared money don't make money. All right? Yeah, we're, we're making plenty of money for your golf talents. Stop gambling. You know what I mean? We're, we don't need the, the gambling. We're doing fine with your golf winnings, it's, it's, and now you're on the live tour. and you're only making takes a, once. It's recreational. It's like the lottery. It only takes once. Well, that's what he said in his statement. Like, okay, if you're doing it for recreation, have some fun with it's it. It's recreational. But if you're like me... <laughs> There's <laughs> probably more than that. All right, we'll come back. Rod will take us behind the BOC one more time. We talk Texas football, getting ready for Baylor on Wednesday. Great Saturday of college football on tap. Plus, what's popping before the end of the hour? Well, I woke up early Sunday morning. I had myself a piece of toast. Fabulous fifth quarter, the fifth hour of Ian Rod B. Hook them up five hours a day, five days a week here on the Horn. Appreciate you being there. Rod will take us behind the BOC. The Burn Orange Curtain coming up. Longhorns prepping for their contest with the Baylor Bears. Get some more deep dive thoughts on that. Also, don't forget tomorrow, we always say the Thursday, the sports weekend begins, and it's a good one. You got Thursday night football, and uh, your guy Shano and the Niners getting the New York Giants tomorrow night. Yeah, I hear Brandon Ayuk is questionable for that game already for the 49ers. Also, it's questionable that our man Ty Henderson has challenged Casey Studdard to a uh, – punt, pass, and kick competition that will be held tomorrow. I think I'm going to be the the officiant of that. Uh, now, Ty, can we get Casey on the show tomorrow to make sure we can talk some smack and get this thing set up? Oh, Try yeah. to get that organized. Let's get it going. Big case. Let's um, get it going. And we, we just said, punt, pass, and kick. You get three mm-hmm. chances to, with, a, with a punt, with a pass, and with a kick. Okay? And then you take your best of the three. If it's the first one, you keep the first one. We're just going to take your highest score. 
but the pass is for distance and accuracy, Rod. So we're going to supposed to be. Yeah, we're going to have like a line, yeah. and, and the, if you, it's about the distance, but then we're going to subtract however far off the line you are from your overall total distance. You know what I mean? So if you throw it 50 yards, but you're 10 yards offline, you're going to lose 10, so you're down to 50. You're down to 40, and that'll be your number. Uh, also, they'll do a punt for distance. Do we want accuracy in that tie? Mm, it's not hard to do accuracy. I think, I think we'll punt from the goal line. You can and kind you, of coffin corner it. Well, you, you punt from the goal line. You just got to keep it on the field on the first bounce. It's got to land on the field. Yeah, I agree with that. So can't we'll be do, out of bounds. Can, yeah, you can't kick it out of bounds. It'll be the rule. I agree with that. Like we'll can, do right in the middle of the can, field from the, the goal roll line. Count? No. Well, yeah, the roll yeah, will count. Yeah. But, but until got, it goes out of bounds. Until it goes out of bounds. Yep. That's correct. Seems fair. And then the uh, kick will be a uh, 25 yard extra point. Mm. And uh, you get three chances. And then we'll what add if up you total make points. The same amount of kicks. Ty? We'll go. Best of. That's a, that's a great point. It's I, think, just, I, think, it's, well, I think we'll do the field goal kick last. It's highly that, unlikely, but yeah. I it, think we'll go to like a shootout. <laughs> I think we'll go to a shootout. Yeah. I think it's highly unlikely y'all end up tied, but if y'all do. Yeah, because yeah. the, 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 the punt and the kick will separate from the punt and the pass. Yeah, because the accuracy will make it, I think, yes. tougher to yeah. tie. And it's going to be a little bit, somebody's going to throw it further than the other. Um, and somebody's going to kick it longer than the other. Kick one. it the longer than yeah, the yeah. other. Something with you. But if we are tied, yes, we'll go to a sudden death kickoff. Like you're gonna, if you go three the, for three, then you got to keep going. Where you because there's a chance. Well, I don't think we're gonna tie. Where's the that. beard chugging coming in? Is this gonna be a, uh, also a point system for the beard chugging? Well, probably we, first first one to touch the ground, no liquid, no liquid in the can, right? Ah, uh, okay. Right. So just whoever chugs it fastest without spilling any. Yes, that's the winner of the chugging contest. That'll be the rule. And that okay, and that also is points scoring. We got a point system on that too. You got points. Yeah, you got distance okay. plus minus accuracy for the throw. Okay. Distance. On the field for the punt. He's going to score this thing because I think he has a system. He's got it down packed pretty much. Yeah. I'll be there as a witness. I'll be there as a witness. And I'm then there. I think if you all you guys each make three field goals from 25 yards, that's 75 points, right? It's 25 yards for oh. a field goal. We're not giving you get points for the distance of the field goal. Seems like we're. No, it, so that's why they do it punt, pass, and kick. It's total score. PPK, baby. I didn't realize it was so. so. Organized. Intricate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta have hey, a winner. We gotta get it right, man. We're trying to get it right. It's well, a the, true well, competition. The good part is with the field goal. If we do twenty-five yards, you know, you get twenty-five points for a made field goal because it's a twenty-five yard kick. If you're way behind, Ty, because you didn't throw it as far or kick it as far as Big Case or vice versa, you can make up. You get up to seventy-five points yeah, on your field goals. I feel like they should all be weighted evenly, though. They are. <laughs> Everybody has. You two have the exact same amount of total points. Okay, but but you're saying the kicks are worth more. If, no. If I need to make up more ground, if I make three kicks, that's 75. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is getting mm. confusing. Yeah, I think, yeah, I was going <laughs> to say. Right, well, I was well, told I, I think math. they got math involved well, now. Well, Never then, well then, then we'll just do one kick. You won't get three kicks. Just get one. I think that's, that's, that's be, better. Really? You want to go just one time? Okay. It's going to be better. I think you had more content, though. I do, too. You do I do, it. too. I like yeah. three kicks. So yeah. I'll figure this out. We'll finalize that. We're we'll kind of doing this rules. on the fly. But I did read the punt, pass, and kick website, and that is how they do it. And uh, it's really usually for kids 14 to 18 or 17 or something. But Ty and 
two grown adults are going to do. How many how many pulled muscles we're going to have is a good question, right? Oh man, y'all better warm up. Definitely, yeah. both of y'all. Because if you haven't stretched and you go to really lay into a punt. Oh, yeah, you could uh, rip your hamstring. Our IT guy, Dave Williams, the other day told me that stretching is actually bad for you before you work out. That is not true. Okay. I'm 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 going to respectfully disagree as a former pro athlete. I was like, what? (laughs) He's like, yeah, I I I read the study. It's actually bad for you. I was Uh, like, all right. All right, right, Dave, stick to the IT. Keep I've our, never keep the station heard, on the air. You know I've I mean? never heard that study before, but hey, you know what? New technology. Maybe it's some new method out there. That's crazy. That's wild. It's like exercise is bad for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I was like, I've never heard stretching. Yeah. yeah you got Some it. people might try to tell you that exercise is bad for you these days. Mm, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't believe that. We got those a lot people. of apologists. Hey, well, there's always a reason, right? Exercise causes cancer. It's just because they don't want to exercise. They will tell you it's bad for you because they don't want to exercise. That's fat phobic, Rod. Come on. Uh, D fries in with this says it's three kicks guys start at 25 then 30 then 35 point value progresses per kick possibly well i don't think i can kick a 35 yard field goal regardless without hurting ever. yourself I, i'm not gonna get hurt well do you guys want to do kicking. a 10 20 and 30 yard field goal and not a 10 yard field goal that's at the goal line no but it's at the 10 yard line it'd actually be a 20 yeah. yard field goal if you kick it from the uh, goal line okay no. i mean from the 10 yard line yes so that's 20 yards it's 20 yards 25 30 yard yeah yeah sure all right, let's go uh, behind the burn orange curtain. We'll finalize all that. It's coming up tomorrow, and then we got Thursday night football, then we got a weekend of football to get ready for. Here's Rod. And they were all asking themselves the same question. What is behind that curtain? All right, now we get all these recommendations about how to stretch and warm up. Ty, you should warm up before you stretch. That's key. You don't want to stretch a cold muscle. You need a dynamic warm-up, it said. That's what you got. Yeah, thank you, Texas. Yeah, you want to warm up the muscle and then start stretching it. You just want to stretch a cold muscle. We also tomorrow have to decide, mm-hmm. as our friend Ty Harrington has just texted us, listening on the Horn app. Shout out, Coach. Coach, Coach T.Y., what is, the, uh, what is the bet? What, 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 is, what does the winner get? Bragging rights, or are we going to put something on the line? We'll decide that tomorrow as oh, well. Oh, yeah, I like that. Uh-huh. Casey's definitely want to bet something. I think the loser goes in the cold tub. What do you think? The ice tub. They're going to they both need the ice tub. They're going to both need it after this. Yeah. Um, all right, let's get to Texas Baylor. I told you guys I was concerned with money downs in this game versus Baylor in this matchup. And our friend uh, uh, Stats Award does a great job online coming up, coming up with a lot of analytical, deep dive analytical stats. And he keeps up with what he calls success rate. For those who don't know, success rate is just uh, on first down – um, getting at least 50% of the yards needed for you for the first down. On second down, getting at least 70% of the yards needed for the first down. And on third down, 100% of the yards needed for the first down. Right, That's basically how success rate is measured offensively and defensively. And according to these stats, Texas is 125th um, at achieving a first down on either first or second down. So they're out of 100 and was it 33, 34 uh, teams out there in uh, FBS? They're 125th at being able to get a first down on early downs, which is not good. That number needs to get better. But when they do get to third down, the money downs, and you start thinking third and fourth down, right, the money downs, Texas is 120th in third and fourth down success rate, 120th. That's that's your money downs. Uh, Texas offensive success rate overall, they have them at 133, actually. And your pass success rate at 129, pass rush success rate at one uh, 129. 
Uh, my biggest concern would be the money downs, the success rate. You can dive into it and you can you know pu- uh, pick it apart uh, in a lot of different ways. But there is no doubt that Texas needs to get better in the money downs. I think they're 90th right now in the country. Uh, just in just third down conversion rate at 37%. If there is a way where Baylor could, you know, it prematurely end drives for Texas, frustrate Texas, and break out mm, some of the, I would say, some of the concepts that have given Texas issues, like the three high, three down, or those amoeba fronts we talk about, the simulated pressures, I think they'll break them down. They're more likely to break them down on third and long or third and medium, uh, those types of downs against Texas. So for Texas, I think that is where you're going to have a lot of trouble potentially because they've already had trouble converting on third and fourth down money downs. Like I said, they're 120th in success rate on third and fourth downs, even versus Wyoming. All right. Had issues on third and fourth down. Haven't been good this year on, on money downs and they weren't great last year. And Sark said that was one of the things they were working on a lot in the off season. So if you're looking at potential traps for Texas in this game, Money downs would definitely be one of them. You got to stay away from third and long, but Texas got to find a way to be more effective, more efficient on third and fourth down. If they don't do that, they're definitely going to end up, you know, regretting that somewhere down the line in Big 12 play if they don't improve on third and fourth down. They're basically one of the worst teams in the country e, on third and fourth down. And third, basically money downs. So combine them together. I'm talking about one of the worst teams in the country. So that's 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 troubling. Well, and going we, into this matchup, we played this yesterday, but Bears repeating and hearing from Sark again on uh, that exact topic that he addressed on Monday, that um, you know they've got to be better, and it's you know the third down stat, you know, and as you just gave to, the, they're not been good on first and second down. That's got to improve, and he also said the passing game just in general has to get better. Uh, here's Sark uh, from Monday talking about those uh, the inefficiency they're having on early downs. Well, you know, I think one we're a better team when we're really efficient on first down. And and that's probably true for everybody. You know, I, I don't know. Um, but when we're good on first down, generally we almost avoid third downs uh, because first, second down, first, second down, first, second down. But also when you win on first down, it gives you much more manageable third downs to win with. And, you know, when we get ourselves in trouble is when we, we, we put ourselves in third and long situations and, and right now, that's just not quite a strength of ours. We need to get it to become a strength of ours, but we're not quite there yet. So we need to be really efficient on early downs. And when we can do, we can create some momentum that way, and we can really start sequencing plays in a manner to where the guys understand what's coming next and what's coming next. And so, um, you know, again, that, that's why our base game plan is so important to us and the guys understand it and understand our openers. Um, I touched on it the other night. You know, we, we, we're, we're so – proud of what we're doing in the fourth quarter right now and from where we were the last two years it's great but man we got to get back to being a really good team that starts fast and starts well and owns that game plan which is something that was kind of a uh, a trademark of ours for the first couple years so that's going to be a big point of emphasis this week of of make sure we get back to owning the game plan and and being efficient earlier in the game and not having to wait uh to the fourth quarter that's that's a great piece of audio that you found there e because I literally was just talking about at first and second down is probably your best option just to avoid third down altogether, considering how ineffective Texas has been on third and fourth down. Uh, And we look at, I gave you that number, they're at 53.8% 
um, at achieving a first down on fir- and either first or second down on those early downs. That's good for 125th in the country. So they're not necessarily great at first down achievement on early downs either. Got to find a way just to be better overall at your approach to money downs when you get to a third and fourth down, but also avoiding third and fourth down altogether, as Sark just said. That's going to be key in this matchup versus Baylor. If I'm if I'm Dave Aranda, that's one of the places I see where my defense actually matches up well with the Texas offense is on money downs. You go look at all the deep dive analytics and stats. It says that Baylor's defense actually is a better defense uh, on money downs than Texas is an offense on money downs. Hey, what's, what's poppin'? Brand new whip just hopped in. I got options. I can pass that like stocking. All right, final segment of our Wednesday morning. Got Jim Rome coming up, then Rich Eisen. Rich Eisen's been booking a great show, man. The guests on that show are incredible. Hope you're listening to that from 2 to Mm 5. Also, uh, heard a great interview yesterday with Lewis Riddick talking about the Deion Sanders thing and uh, what's going on in college football and the NFL. Had Warren Sapp on earlier Warren this week. Sapp, yeah. So he's going to become a part of the coaching staff with Deion, Deion next year. The Deion phenomenon continues. And it's been, can, you know, people forget he was a part owner of the Austin Wranglers in the Arena Football League back in the day. I remember that. That was really cool mm-hmm. uh, when we were, Buck and I were doing those games. But uh, he's popping, obviously, big time at uh, Colorado. Uh, Longhorn's looking to pop at Waco. And... Um, by the way, Rod, what's popping? For what's popping? Jerry Palm. You know Jerry Palm. He's oh, yeah. normally a college basketball bracketologist. Mm-hmm. He also covers college football. And he put together a story today, which, you know, right now Texas is sitting at number three in the AP poll. And we know if they went out, they win the rest of their games, they'll have a good chance to play in the 14 playoff, right? Yes, sir. But Jerry took it a step further because next year it starts the 12, 12 team teams. So he put together what it would look like based on right now, right? Three weeks into the season. This is pretty cool for How just How the 12, 12 team would, would, would look? Would look, right. Oh, okay. So essentially, remember, the top four teams would get buys in the, in the, when the new system starts. So Texas would be having a buy after the, if they win the Big 12 championship, they're in the Final Four, they would get a week off. Uh, as would Georgia, Texas, Michigan, Michigan and Florida okay. State. And then the games that would start in the playoff, and these would be home games at the higher seat, I believe, is the way this is set up. Uh, Washington would host Notre Dame for the right to play Georgia. Nice. Tulane at number 12 would be that uh, outside the Power 5 group. That would be a group of five school playing at USC for the Tulane's right to play. Tulane's number 12? Yeah. Well, After losing the Ole Miss? Uh, that, well, he, he's, he's looking for the highest ranked uh, no, non-Power 5 Yeah, because I think the, he's going with automatic bids, Automatic right? bid gotcha. For the conference and so champions. He said, and Tulane would be the 12 seed, essentially. Yeah, but so it's going to be somebody. Is, right yeah. now he's got Tulane, but we've got a yeah, lot of football to play. be somebody else. But he says them they, they would play at USC. Winner would play Texas uh, in the second round. Uh, Utah. Uh, out of the Pac-12 at number 11, at Ohio State, <laughs> winner winner plays Florida State. Man, how many Pac-12 schools in there in this 12-team playoff? Oh, no. it's, it's like four, One, five. two, three, four. Four, four. yeah. <laughs> and Oregon at Penn State with the right to play Michigan, which that's kind of the scenario it's going to be. And that's why I like the 14 playoff the way they built this thing. I think it's better than eight. And everybody that wants just eight, I like, the, I like this because you get games mm-hmm. and the, the four teams that achieve the most during the season that have earned those – those top four seeds get a week off, right? So it's kind of like NFL-like. You get that, you've earned that week off. You don't have to play that game. But then eight other teams are essentially trying to play into wild cards, the, the eight-team playoff. Yeah. yeah, 
Hmm. So I like it. I do too. I think it'd be cool. But uh, right now, Texas controls their destiny this year because it's only a 14. It's going to be a ratings monster, though. It is, right? Yeah, the 12 team. But it's going to be well, the ratings will have, be through the roof. But you'll have, yeah, the, the regular season will wrap up just like this year with the championship Sunday and Saturday on early December. Then the next Saturday, you've got those first round games and second round, then all the way to the Final Four. And so instead of these, you know, bowl games that don't mean much, you actually have real games. Saturdays uh, in in through December through Christmas yeah and the New Year I'm with you I think it's I think it's gonna be an overwhelming success I think almost every college football fan will love it I don't know there may be a few people I want to say I mean KD didn't like the expansion of the college football play I oh. there's some traditionalists that are probably not gonna like it but I think for the most part when you start looking at the matchups and you get these great games yeah. late in the year I think everybody will be on board agreed yeah agreed. Uh, all right, Rod, what do you have that's popping today or tonight? Uh, what's popping for me? I'm going on to watch some, some Baylor film. i got to go check Ugh. out this, these Baylor best. I know. Uh, but I, I, I'm trying to figure out exactly how Baylor is going to win this game. So I'm trying to look at it from a Baylor perspective, how they're going to pull off the upset. Um, so we'll get into that. Uh, also, um, oh, man, I was actually uh, starting a new show, and uh, it's, it's, on, it's on Apple Plus. Yep. It's called, uh, I think it's Foundation or something like that. It's like a, it's like a um, sci-fi. So I'm starting a new show. All right. Foundation on Apple Plus. I'm going to see how that goes, too. Very I good. Got it on the Very queue. good. Uh, but mostly Baylor, watch, Baylor film. Popping for me is day baseball today. Uh, day baseball. You got the Astros and Orioles at 1. Astros. Um, the Rangers are playing at 105 with Boston. And the Mariners play this afternoon against the Oakland A's at uh, 2 2.30. Every game matters now. Half game separates the three teams right now in the American League West. All are playing today. And remember, we told you the Mariners are the interesting team here. After they play Oakland today, Rod, their next 10 games, their final 10 games of the regular season are all against Texas or Houston. They play three with the Rangers following this game today in Arlington. Then they play three with Houston in Seattle. And then they host the Rangers for the last four games of the regular season. Safe to say, It'll be fun, a fun sprint to the finish here. Yeah, a nervous one, too, yes. for a lot of fan bases. Now, again, if you're an Astros fan, you feel good about that, that you get three head-to-head with Seattle. But then in those other seven matchups, one of those teams is going to lose every night. So if you just win your games, right, because you're playing the Royals this mm-hmm. weekend, if you just win your games, because think about it, if, if in those seven matchups they go four and three, right, uh, Rangers go four and three or three and four, whatever it is, there's enough losses in there for the teams that you're. If you just win your ball games, you go five and two down the stretch, or uh, six and six and uh, three, or you know whatever, you're going to have the advantage and win the division because you're not playing those head-to-head games like they are. But again, the Astros haven't shown much sign that they want to go win this thing at this point. They better because somebody's going to be left out of the party. Yeah, they're all playing pretty poorly right now. Rangers did get Josh Young back. That's popping for them. He had a big hit last night. That's popping. Ty, do you have a? Sex Panther oh, pick of the yeah. night. We got three for you. Yes. The, got the Braves over the Phillies. Acuna going for his 40th bomb tonight. Orioles over the Astros. Mm, damn. And Rangers over the Red Sox. All midday baseball. What a homer. Yeah, you said the Astros aren't playing good. They are not. <laughs> and the Rangers they are. are. Not. They have so. uh, Christian Javier on the hill today. <sighs> yeah. Hey, Ty, enjoy uh, watching that Baylor film, Ron. I won't, but it's it's <laughs> it my job. Been pretty so far. I don't think David Miranda <laughs> wants to watch the Baylor film right now. Uh, we look forward to uh, your deep dive analysis Thank tomorrow on a Thursday edition. Plus, we'll preview the big Thursday night game, San Francisco and the Giants. Plus, more on the big games in the weekend. Good luck to Ty. He's got a three-game parlay right there. Three picks in the Sex Panther picks of the night. We'll grade him tomorrow. Also Oof. tomorrow, more previews of this uh, punt, pass, and kick competition yeah. that's coming. Ty Henderson against uh, Casey Stuttered. Casey Stuttered. Lifetime Longhorn. We got this guy challenging an 
All-American college football national champion, yeah, NFL yeah. athlete. Oh, yeah. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Does, is it better chances than the wing challenge or less? Way better. better. Way better. <laughs> I'm going to say better. Yeah, no, no doubt. That wing challenge is impossible. It can't be worse than the wing challenge. <laughs> yeah, we could wrestle Casey or something. All right, we'll come back tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. Jim Rome next.